Welcome back. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm your host, Tammy Martin. This is the Pensacola Expert Panel. I hope you're having a fantastic Monday morning. It's beautiful here in Pensacola. It's Red, White, and Blues Week. We're going to have a fantastic week. With me in the studio, I have Brent Lane. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to have you. Man, it is great to be here. You had a you had a fun weekend. I'll tell you what. I um, was nominated by NAS Pensacola to... Uh, do what's called a media embark aboard the USS Eisenhower, mm-hmm. uh, CVN-69. And it was, it was, I want to say it was life-changing. I know that sounds like a lot of hyperbole, but it really was. Like I am a, first of all, I'm an aircraft carrier nerd. I'm a World War II history nerd. And I was all about getting to experience what it is like aboard an aircraft carrier and it just did not disappoint. I learned a bunch of stuff. I got to see what the sailors and aviators of NAS Whiting Field and NAS Pensacola do after mm-hmm. they're here, like the experience that they have here, the skill set that they learn here. There was not a single person I talked to that had not come through Pensacola at some point in their career. Really? It was fascinating. Wow. Fascinating. Like, I I don't think you have an, a full appreciation, or I don't think most people have a full appreciation of how significant our local bases are and how incredibly they train brand new sailors to become ultimately leaders and matter and all of the things that go along with it. And uh, of course, the experience was fantastic. Like, I mean, it was, I didn't know what to expect. I was right. kind of going along for the ride and hey man, you know, you I know me. I think that's what I would be. <laughs> right. So I'm just here. Let's see what's y- going on. Yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of point me in the right direction. Right. And, and so they asked me what my mission would be, right? So mm-hmm. if you're going to go and this is set up through uh, Jay Cope, who used to be at NAS Whiting Field. So we already had a kind of a connection. Uh, and, you know, he asked me the question a couple days before it became available. And by the way, no matter how many plans you make, it changes all the time aboard an aircraft carrier. There is really? no set plan. If you don't roll with the flow, this is, you know, it it may it, it seems super detailed and it is, but those guys roll with the punches a lot. And what I mean is what started off when I left here Thursday afternoon, I was going to drive to Jacksonville, mm-hmm. spend the night and get on board uh, the next morning at NAS Jacksonville. And they were going to fly us out in what's called a, a, CO, a C2, which is called the COD carrier onboard delivery. And uh, by the time I got to dinner in Tallahassee at a stop, they're like, guess what? It's an overnight trip now. Can you still make it? <gasps> oh, i fortunate I packed two pairs of underwear. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, yeah, let's go. Well, here we go. Yeah. So, uh, Who doesn't like a little spontaneity? Absolutely. I mean, and thank goodness I had the opportunity to do it because it was, like I said, if you, if you served in the Navy, my appreciation for what you do aboard a carrier is elevated at a degree that is incredibly high. And I had, first of all, I had all the respect for it in the world, but to see the precision with which the men and women of our United States Navy interact with each other mm-hmm. uh, was just a game changer. Like it was. What a privilege. And as a civilian, I wouldn't know either. Right, right. You know? So, so when I when I was asked what my mission was mm-hmm. to do that, I and I was trying to think about well, what what would I what do I really want to know, you know? And then I was trying to figure out the right answer to to help them want it, but I but I believe I gave the right answer, which was to say, I want to highlight how naval aviators interact with the mission of the USS Eisenhower and what they come from NAS Pensacola and do. Like when when you walk out of here, you're setting those skill sets and you have you have to be 
certified at certain levels. I mean, mm-hmm. so so we're. I mean, again, the pers- the level of precision that has happened aboard this carrier, unreal. And uh, and the Ike is currently doing uh, certification maneuvers right now. Mm-hmm. So it's it's out off the coast of the Atlantic coast off of Jacksonville, and they have to certify so they can go on deployment. And uh, man, I I mean, just game changing stuff here. Like, I never thought about it. The Ike is the first carrier, the first warship on the East Coast to have Wi-Fi. Really? Yeah. They've only had it for about a year uh, about a year and a half. Oh my goodness. And when I say Wi-Fi, you use that term loosely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, can you imagine being away from your no. family for eight months without no. having the ability to talk to them, to interact with Listen, them? Listen, I can't leave my phone at home for eight hours. Okay. Right? I mean, like, I'm worried. I get worried in eight hours if I left my phone at home, my child, if what if someone needs me? So I could not imagine, no. Well, part of the mission of the current commanding officer uh, aboard the Eisenhower is to find ways to, to, to really continue to make excellent sailors engaged. And how do you get somebody else to be an excellent sailor? Mm-hmm. And he said sort of, uh, you know, colloquially, that one of the things that he learned was that excellent sailors talk to their families every day. And therefore, the Wi-Fi is important because you can, mm-hmm. even if it's spotty, you can at least text your family. Like you can, and right. if and if you catch it at the right time of day, you can FaceTime your family, and oh. you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. you have that daily interaction. And he said, and I encourage soldiers to talk to their family or sailors to talk to their family every single day, so that you are buying into the mission that we are on. I completely agree with that. So that relieves so much stress off their minds. When you have the ability to interact mm-hmm. and know what you're fighting for and to be part of that, he, uh, Captain Christopher Hill, you you tell me when we got to take a quick break. Oh, we have I've got a few, to, few okay. more minutes. Um, so Captain Christopher Hill is the commanding officer of the USS Eisenhower, and he wrote, he, he's, he came on board in, in March, he took over as a commanding officer, but was spent about a month on board beforehand to observe. And normally the commanding officer writes, uh, a one-page command philosophy that gets handed around to everyone on the ship. And keep in mind, it's a floating city. There's 5,000 people on the ship. Oh, wow. 3,500 are ship's company. Everyone else is part of the air wing, right? And that's and they're, a, they're the Eisenhower strike group. So that's their job is to prepare for deployment. And he wrote this 27-page uh, thing called, and I'm actually wearing the shirt today, it's called The Way of the Warrior Sailor. Oh, yeah. Comes with its own art. Uh, I see that. <laughs> and uh, and it really breaks down some interesting stuff I had never really considered from a leadership perspective before. He said for him, it is about love and respect of every sailor on the ship. And he said, that's, the, that's where we start. We love and value. And I, I have a clip I'm going to play when we come back from the okay. next break that... Um, f- I mean, and he believed this at every level and had buy-in at all of the master command. So at the commanding officer, the XO level, the command master chief, like those guys all bought into this. And I got I got some time to really kind of break down what that really meant to him. And uh, the other thing, like there were several things that I took away from this. The other thing, and this comes up as oddly important, but was a recurring theme was meaningful sleep. I know. I wouldn't have thought that meaningful huh. sleep necessarily would have been part of my command philosophy. But he said that I, he, and they insist that all sailors aboard the ship get six hours of meaningful sleep every single day. Because obviously, 
you know what it's like when you're tired. Mm-hmm. You're not mentally prepared for stuff. You're exhausted. So you can't you can't function like that. We we were operating on a ship that is a nuclear powered aircraft carrier to defend our country. You got to be prepared for that. And part of that preparation is you shutting it down for a minimum of six hours. And um, philosophically speaking, I thought that was, I mean, it was a brilliant take. Well, I'm, I'm medically minded, you know that. And all I can think about when you said that was the doctors that just throw medicine at you and don't fix the core problem, blood pressure, cholesterol. He is finding the core root of what makes these sailors their very best. Right. As in talking to your family that relieves the stress or getting enough sleep helps them to be their best. And I love that because he goes a little bit deeper to see how can we make them be their best and, you know, make sure that their needs are met at the core to make sure they're good for us. And I think that's great. I mean, that's rare. When we come back, I've got 24 hours aboard the Ike and uh, some audio to kind of take you through it. My experience... Exciting. All of the sound you hear, with the exception of the music, I taped on board the Eisenhower this past weekend. I don't know what you've been told, but time is running out. No need to take a slow. I'm stepping to your toe to toe. I should be scared, honey, maybe so. Informative, local, dependable. I'm your host, Tammy Martin. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I hope you're having a great Monday. Start to a great week. I have with me Brent Lane. Thank you so much for joining me. We're talking about your wonderful, life-changing experience, and I think it's amazing. It was very cool. NAS Pensacola nominated me to go and be able to report on the sailors and aviators that passed through NAS Pensacola and like NAS Whiting Field while at the on the at the fleet level so i spent um friday and saturday on board the uss eisenhower which is in in the middle of doing maneuver certification maneuvers uh to get ready for a eight-month deployment and uh, to watch that experience or watch that go down was just amazing um if if we've got three minutes okay i put together a a sort of a package and all the sound you hear with the exception of the music was recorded on the ship I spent 24 hours aboard the USS Eisenhower, CVN-69. It was an incredible experience, and I got to see that sailors and aviators from NAS Whiting Field and NAS Pensacola took skills to the fleet that they honed right here at home. I interviewed multiple sailors who had come through NAS Pensacola. So I am ab French. I am from Hickory, North Carolina. So basically, it's taught me everything that I know about being an ABH. Basically, from the tie downs, uh, tying down chains, driving, driving the aircraft, even directing the aircraft, which I am now. And he was not alone. Uh, Lieutenant Matthew Terribaletti from Titusville, Florida. Uh, NAS Pensacola is a pretty large uh, base. So for the pilots that you see on board, um, that's the beginning for them. That's going to be API. But then you have the school's command down there as well for the enlisted. So, And that can range from um, the air crewmen that you see walking around the ship to any of the, these yellow shirts or blue shirts. They go through um, you know, air crew training. So um, anyone that has, has the rank of a, a sailor or air, airman, uh, they're probably going through NAS Pensacola. I even spoke to helicopter pilots from Whiting Field. Uh, Lieutenant A.J. Baker from New Fairfield, Connecticut. And I asked AJ, who wouldn't tell us his call sign because it wasn't appropriate for radio, what he took away from NAS Whiting Field. Teamwork and cooperation. You can't do anything yourself. 
you think you can do it yourself, you can't do it yourself. You need you need every single other person. Um, it's a it's a machine that works only when all the all the cogs work. And that brings us to the commanding officer of the USS Eisenhower. I'm Captain Chris Chowda Hill, call sign Chowda. Um, the commanding officer of CBN 69, the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower, the best damn ship in the Navy. Captain Hill wrote a 27-page command philosophy book called The Way of the Warrior Sailor, in which he talks about how all sailors have to work together to succeed. One thing I figured out over time, that the most important thing to human beings is to be loved and valued. It doesn't matter if you're in the military, it doesn't matter if you're in business or doing whatever in the real world, everyone needs that. So it is an order on the ship. Everyone shall be loved and valued every day. That is the first thing that motivates us. Why is the mission of NAS Pensacola, that training ground for students, why is that important to your mission of the USS Eisenhower? It all begins in Pensacola, and uh, that's where we set the stage. Not everyone makes it through the program, but uh, the, the, the mere existence of that base and the instructors and aircraft that we have there um, sets the stage for all the professionalism we have in the United States Navy in terms of naval aviation. It's an important role, and um, we want to preserve that. This is the center line of the USS Eisenhower, and what an experience this has been to see carrier operations as they are preparing for deployment a little later on. Right now, they're on a two-month workup to get ready for this deployment. But an incredible opportunity to see how the soldiers and sailors from NAS Pensacola and NAS Lighting Field interact here on the USS There you go. Wow. What a sights and sounds opportunity. For real. Like, it was so I didn't incredible. I want that to end, honestly. <laughs> it, it was, uh, and you have no, I cannot even translate for you how organ rattling it is to be on the flight deck. And those oh, guys I'm do sure. it eight hours a day. Oh, wow, yeah. So, flight ops was interesting. Um, they, like, they started about one o'clock, like 1300, mm -hmm. started about one o'clock in the afternoon. They went until 1.30 in the morning. Really? And where they put our stateroom was immediately below the flight deck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so if you sleep on that ship, uh, my hat's off to you. That was great. Wow, so. that sounds amazing. It was uh, it What was a neat. great philosophy he has. Right? I would love to be underneath him. I mean, he just has a, such a great philosophy. He And it, again, that, that translation down the chain right. was incredible. Like, I, I spent time with the command master chief who was like, I asked him actually, I said, you, you know, I feel like you and the XO and the commanding officer are all you know, very much in alignment on this because he had a same philosophy. He was telling us at the table, although he was using dirtier words, uh, <laughs> which is not, you know, and it was great. It's we the were military. We got That's the, we got the Navy experience. Yes, exactly. And and, uh, and and so what what he said was he, he said, well, I got hired for this job by the CO, and and our 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 philosophies aligned a lot, and I was really into it. And then they they ultimately sat down with the executive officer and said you know, this is what we want to do. And that is how they are running that ship together as a team. And it is it is really translating across the board. I think it always starts from the top. And when you have that philosophy, definitely trickles down and makes everyone even better. I've got five takeaways when we come back. Okay, too, so. absolutely. We're gonna take a quick break on here on Pep Talk. We'll be right back. <laughs> My girl is banging, 
Welcome back. I hope you're having a fantastic Monday. We're having a great show this morning. This is the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm your host, Tammy Martin, and I'm here with Brent Lane. And he's telling us all about his experience on the USS Eisenhower, which has been fascinating. Thank you so much for joining it. You know, it's funny that you played a little bit of fancy like there. There's a moment, and I got some video that's going to go up later on our, our cat our sister station, obviously, is Cat Country 98.7. And um, there is a, an air officer who's called a handler who is um, actually called a shooter, right? So he's, he's in a yellow uniform, but he's doing this dance. And I asked him later on, I was like, is that like, do you do that? You know, is that just you? And he's like, oh, no, no, man, that's all coordinated. It's, it's all choreographed to like a cadence. Hmm. And I thought that was just, it was fascinating. And to watch these guys launch off this deck at 300 miles, zero to 300 miles an hour in less than a second. That's Catapult launch is mind-blowing. And that, by the way, I have five takeaways from this. Okay. I got my first trap, which is they came in on the cod and they had to catch us oh. with a hook, which is not as violent as the carrier takeoff. The catapult <laughs> was wild. Like, I mean, it was like, it felt like 20 seconds of the fastest roller coaster you've ever been on the cod on the C2. We went from zero to 300 miles an hour like that. Oh. <sighs> And then came off the end. and stomach kind of sick thinking it, it, about it. It was awesome. Uh, Takeaway take number two, work together, love and respect for each other. And I saw that across the ship mm-hmm. in its entirety at every level. Uh, get meaningful sleep was takeaway number three. Takeaway number four, every single sailor has to matter. And they have to know their job is important. Hmm. Every single one. In fact, the XO said, if I have a casualty, I'm down a sailor. I have nobody just standing by. And that is important. They wanted to translate that to everybody. Uh, Number five, precision matters. And at every level, like there was a 22-year-old who was in the jet shop. This is in the back of the fantail, working on a billion-dollar engine or however much one of these engines costs. And he's running a team of what he called noobs. And he was like, these guys are all green, but we're going to be up the speed. And he knew everything there was to know about this engine. And it was just, it was mind-blowing. That's fascinating. 22. I mean, crazy. So to, to leave this thought, I asked Captain Hill what it took to land on the boat, and this is what he said. The trick to landing on the boat is there's so many things that go into it. The aircraft must work, and your brain must work. You have to be on. You have to have slept well the previous night. You have to listen to multiple radios and follow the landing signals officer and do what he tells you to do, and you will get aboard. See? So complete in how these guys work together. Um, Nothing has made me prouder of being from Pensacola and recognizing the sailors and aviators at NAS Pensacola and NAS Whiting Field to follow what you will be doing. If you're listening right now and this is what you will be doing, I have the utmost admiration for your dedication to precision and to your duty. Thank you for what you do. Yes, absolutely. It's astounding, isn't it? Incredible. Yeah, they are good at what they do if they can get everyone on the same page doing what they need. Can he be president? Maybe we could. I mean, right? (laughs) Let's go. This is, it was unreal. We just get him on up the chain and get everyone on the same page. How about that? (laughs) Amen to that. So fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure having you, Brent, on talking about his experiences. Um, It's going to be a great week. We have Red, White, and Blues Week. It's my favorite week of the entire year here in Pensacola. We got a lot of stuff going on. Head out on over to the um, downtown Pensacola, Pensacola Beach, because Cat Country, our sister station, is going to be playing the music. It's going to be fantastic. Synchronized.